It's all about jam. Doom, 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 doom. Thrust, thrust, thrust. Come on, five more. Put for Bucker, the Butch, Hank. My dog ate a whole brick of cream cheese. That's happened to me today. Going to England? No. In it, Governor? It bloody well right is. Jollia, Jollia. I like culty stuff, which speaks volumes to my my mental well-being. Awful lot of gyrating. <laughs> Even that sounded just sad. Just sad. Wait, are you so you are are you by yourself or no? No. Holden's here. He's sick for a second day in a row, coughing. So you're going to hear that in the background the whole time, probably. Uh, it's great. Anyway, all I'm saying <laughs> is that you don't have to text me every single time you're going to jerk off. I mean, I know it does something for you, but for me, eh. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. I'm Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond. I'm... Oh. <laughs> Eugene? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut that part out. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, so how's your mood? <laughs> uh, there's going to be some new rules for the roulette moving forward. Just uh, FYI, we are changing. Oh, I'm actually probably okay with yeah, that. Actually. We're, we're setting a standard. And, uh, someone's getting added to the banned list. Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, I'm done. Okay, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's my mood? Um, exhausted, haven't slept in days, kid is sick, hacking, coughing, and whiny and complainy, and I'm taking things away from them, just stripping one layer after another. Like, I, I understand mm-hmm. you're sick. You don't get to backtalk me. I, I don't care. It's, I understand. Yeah. I'm sympathetic, but you don't get to backtalk me. So this is going away. And then backtalks again. Oh, well, now that's gone away. Anything else you'd like to say? Hmm. What, how does he respond to that? This is does the worst get... day ever. Okay. Well, I took YouTube away. So this is the worst day ever. That was followed by, yeah. okay, now you can't watch anything else on Roku except for Netflix. That's the, you get one. You're on one channel now. And the, <gasps> the horror, the absolute horror. Oh, what a monster I am. Uh, I told him, well, if just having Netflix is the worst day of your life, you're doing pretty good there, buddy. You're living yeah. large. We didn't get to pick. Remember when you were sick and the only thing you got to watch was like Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. Three, yeah. five, and eight. Take and your they pick. all sucked. During the day, it was, it was... Yep, yep. Especially in the afternoon, then it turned to afternoon soap And talk opers. shows, those those shitty talk shows. Oh. Yep. Donahue, yep. yep. <sighs> so instead, he is he is limited to one channel that has probably thousands, thousands of things on. Thousands, But every time I kick him off of YouTube... <laughs> Worst day yeah, ever. Every time I kick him off of YouTube, they like to go to these other Roku channels, kids' channels that watch, uh, have equally stupid shit on them. And so that he can watch his five minute song and dance videos or whatever. And well, I took that away. So you're done. You're Netflix the rest of the day. 
could that be stripped back yeah. as well? Oh yeah, I told him one one more strike, you're you're off TV for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, and that you, you can go sit in your bedroom and read books. I mm-hmm. I don't care. Which I'm sure is stuff that I used to have to do when I was misbehaving. Yeah. After a good hard ass uh-huh. whipping. I'm not even getting that far yet. It just man, you can't talk to me like that. You're seven, and if I had said some shit like ah, oh, just. I, they came down too early. They're not allowed to get up too early because they, they, they get up early on purpose to come down and watch TV. And that's no good before school. You're all distracted and you're, yeah, pain in my ass to get ready and get out the door. They came down at like 630 this morning. I, I was like, guys, this is no good. You're not supposed to come down until eight. Uh, oh, man. So we live across from the school. So, you know, they have to yeah. be over there at. A nine o'clock? Uh, you know, it takes 15 minutes to get him ready. Uh, and he, well, can we watch this? Can we do that? No, sit there, be quiet. Uh. Which, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. If you don't stop, I'm going to send you back to bed. And he, <laughs> this is what he said. I'll send you back to bed. Could you imagine Ooh. saying some shit like that to your dad oh. at seven? My ass would have oh been. My. He would have whipped my ass. I, the belt would have come off like he's trying to start a lawnmower. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Pow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I know all too well those wonderful moments in Weaver history. Yep. Anyway, uh-huh. so I went from being in a pretty decent good mood to not just just pissed off right now. Oh, and then I turned my back for one second because I'm getting like one kid breakfast and... Helping the wife get out the door and yada, yada, yada. And I, I just opened a brand new cream cheese today. I turn around and it, <laughs> we put them in a plastic tub afterwards so they don't get dried out. There's the plastic tub with the ra- a full wrapper. No block of cream cheese. Ask me where it went, Eugene. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of is the a dog The dog ate it. must have ate it. That, that, a whole block of cream cheese. Oh. And I turn out, look at her, and she's just sitting there wagging her tail with a big, stupid, derpy look on her face. Okay, your turn for bitch sesh, because I'm, we're already ready to just stop this shit and let's talk about movies. Oh, uh, okay, so I guess I get a little bitch sesh. Um, oh, let's see. Um, just more cul de sac shenanigans. It's, um, it fluctuates on a weekly, almost daily basis here. Like, um, are things good or are they not so good? We can just usually gauge that by by the averting eyes and uh, the lack of waves. And it, it's where are we at? Where are we at this week? Where oh, where are we at this day? It's my own personal hell <laughs> mm-hmm. that I live every single day. Every day. Can we get a, a, I want a picture for the Facebook page, if you could, just after the show, just go out and kind of stand outside that shitter and take a selfie with a thumbs up. Like, here's me in the shitter. Uh, oh, and I, I'm not sure if I told you, they moved the shitter from across the way because that house is pretty much done, but it's not quite done. So they just moved it over um, right, right. Here's our property line. It's right on our property line, right beside it. Because there's a, there's an empty lot beside ours, and it's on the it's it's technically on the empty lot, but it's right in front of my office. Mm-hmm. I wish you would start going out there and yeah. shitting in it. Just yeah. Now, next thing you know, they're just gonna they're just gonna wheel it into my office and just put it right beside my desk. 
I'm looking at it right now. It's it's a really nice, like, forest green color with a white mm-hmm. roof. There's a couple little windows in there. Um, oh, and uh, Lucas Weaver has claimed it as his own because after, oh, after something or other on or something he had his name tag on. He had a sticker name tag on, and he um, just ripped it off his shirt and <laughs> put it right on the front of the door. And so it, it it's still there. Lucas Evan Weaver. I love it. On the front of the door. And it's... It's part of my life. It's a part of me. <laughs> it's a part of me, too, because it's what you're looking over the laptop at all the time. I, I you know, There's mm-hmm. no eye contact on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's a white van parked right beside it, and you know what that means. Big, burly dudes eating bologna sandwiches and... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, then you... You know, then... Then phase <laughs> two, which would be... <laughs> Go on. Describe it to me in yeah. detail. Yeah, just phase two is the, is the, you know, dropping the kids off at the pool. Taking the Browns to and the Super Bowl. Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, yep. Then, you know, I guess stage two would have been turtle head, like the turtle head. And then stage three would be dropping the kids off at the pool. And then stage four it would be... It should be you outside banging on the door, like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. It's, it's my yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or, better yet, me not banging on the door, me literally trying to push it over while... <laughs> well, it's not the worker's fault. Come on, don't don't blame them. No, it's not. It's... Yeah. Anyway, yep, so that's that's a great thing. Um, what else? <laughs> that's that's literally it for me. Uh, that's it. I'm Just, done, too. Let's let's talk about movies. I, I feel like it's... Yeah. I'm gone. Uh, yeah. Are you ready for the roulette? I'm ready. I love how enthused we are on this show. <laughs> I wish you'd some sometime just start to use me doing that as instead oh, of you the actual... cut it all the way out. Well, you'd have to really commit because <laughs> because lately the last few times yeah, it's been I... kind of mumbly and you don't really you don't memorize yeah, the I words know. and mumble. Well, I. Don't know the words. It's time for the roulette where we dive into the cinema ocean of the jump. <laughs> Find those gems. My co-host, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. This this week on the roulette, it is, God help us all, the Similars. Los Parasitios. Oh, that's right, yeah. On the rainy night of October 2nd, 1968, eight characters waiting on a remote bus station... Oh, again, with your awful IMDb wording. Eight characters waiting on a remote bus station for a bus heading to Mexico City start experiencing a strange phenomenon. That's what it says on IMDb. Fail. Directed by Isaac Esbon, and God help me, he's got to be the face of the guy in this, right? I mean, surely? He's the writer and director. I mean, he's got to be the face of the dude. (laughs) You'd think... Oh, he sure as shit is. I'm I'm looking at him right now. It's got to be. Really? That sure looks like it. Yeah, I mean, you click on his IMDb, you tell me. That, that kind of looks like the guy if he just had a beard. Anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, these people are all at a bus stop and got to go places for reasons, and uh, then they all start turning into the different... Uh, the same face as this one guy... <laughs> And then, um, 
Including beards, beards and, and women. women and having beards in the same face. And that's kind of interesting for a little bit. And it's black and white, but not black and white. It's kind of just washed out color and lots and lots and lots and lots of filters that make it try and look old, but it just looks kind of dumb. And, Shot on video. Um, then this kid has superpowers and something about aliens coming in the rain, but at the end they're like, maybe not, but then they're like, maybe so, and... <laughs> and uh, then the end goes on and on in a bus. Uh, hour 29 minutes, voiceover. this should have been 40 minutes. Um, it would have made a great little Black Mirror episode, and it should have been in full color, but they had to try and cover up the fact that they were super low budget, I'm guessing. So they tried to make it look gold-timey, and it's not. Because it's not black and white. They didn't commit to that. And it's fine. And whatever. I'll give it a passing grade, I guess. But good effort. But you could have been a lot shorter. And Accelerator Media. You, you, you're on the list. You, you are on the <laughs> list. I don't care the conditions. I don't care the situation. If we hit play on a roulette and Accelerator Media comes up, you have the automatic option to get the fuck out because <laughs> yep i agree. whenever i see that now i'm done as soon as that popped up i was like oh fuck my life oh <laughs> and i will say this this is the best thing that i've seen from them so far by far this was a movie yeah. but that that they're on the list with the with asylum if if one of those two headers comes up you can opt out yep i like that idea uh i'm, I'm totally supportive of that and you're right this it wasn't awful. It felt like a okay Twilight Zone episode, uh, but drug out to an hour and a half. There are some there is some good ideas in there, but they didn't you didn't fully commit to the black and white. And again, it's shot on video, and you can just tell you can just tell those movies they're shot on video, and then they just throw tons of filters on it. You mean digital? And or digital? Yeah, yeah, digital. It's shot on digital, and it's they they throw tons of filters onto it, and then. You can tell the the thing is incredibly low budget, but we'll get creative with our camera angles. But but it's still it's only a couple people in a room, which equals you know zero budget or super low budget. Um, I have lots of yeah. arguing, and then let's immediately grab oh. a shotgun and call a guy a devil, and we're gonna kill him, and that'll solve our rain per hurricane world problem. What? Like uh, there were a lot yeah. of leaps there in the first third that you know if you just deleted a character or two, you could have knocked this down to. 30 or 40 minute short film and it would have been sweet and fast paced. Yeah. But it's on. Yeah. Fighting. I will say this is uh, I, I would say that uh, I probably enjoyed um, relaxer better than this. Oh, get out of here. I don't, don't even, <laughs> don't even start that shit. <laughs> what a crazy last couple of relax. <laughs> Awful. You mean Awful. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, the beard. And, um, every now and then they would throw a, a kernel of a good idea in there, like with the the one room with all of the like the pictures were changing so that everybody on in pictures like uh, was John Wayne, maybe one of them, or there were like different characters, Marilyn Monroe, and everything. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was a cool idea and a cool phenomenon. The second act was really good. The first and third just didn't quite nail it for me, and then all of a sudden it's the kid and the kids doing it. But you got the idea of yeah. the aliens using the water. Why don't you do one or the other ideas? And it seems like they tried to do both, and neither really paid off for me. Uh, yeah. But I was, I, I mean, I, 
thought, hey, wow, this is turning into a sci-fi thing. I dig it. <laughs> we finally watched it after way, literally way like probably better two or three years. A thousand times better uh, than that piece of shit. There was no barfing of milk or oh, but or there was barfing of yellow or... oatmeal. That's true. Yeah, but eh, yeah, it was okay. I mean, just yeah, like this done in about thirty minutes, shot on film in black and white. You could have had something there, and, and but, like the old timey yeah. filter, you know, with the with the uh, kind of burns from the yeah. Tone, just tone it down a bit. It's not so bad, but you had it ramped up so high that it was obnoxious. Yeah. Make it a little more subtle if you're going to have to do those kinds of tricks. Okay. And that's what I that's what I think about, like, when I go back to that um, Knife Plus Heart or whatever it was called. Is that... Yeah, I think Knife Plus Heart. Like, I didn't much care for the movie, but I genuinely appreciated that they took the time to shoot it on film. I'm sure that was not cheap. The movie was still low budget, but they shot it on film and they committed to that and I wish more filmmakers would do that. it can't be I mean is it that expensive yes, it's that because insanely it, expensive and you only get 15 uh, minutes you only get like 15 minutes of shoot time whereas with digital you can just let that bitch run all day oh uh, it just doesn't look the same it just does and I'm old school I mean the more I watched a piece of crap movie last night but I'm like it's still shot on film it looks it has a movie look to it and then this morning I watched something new on Netflix I'm like I shot on digital and it just it looks fake. It doesn't look... Uh, it looks like a home video. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, so... Okay. Are you ready to move on? Yes. Please. Uh, coming your way. Other Life. I'm... I'm... The more I think about this movie, like, I want your review of this thing. Um, so... But you watched this? This was one of my uh, roulettes, and I threw it up your way last week, I think, but... Oh, Okay. It's a sci-fi, crime, mystery, thriller, and a, I mean, you could almost say a splash of psychological horror, one of those Black Mirror, but doesn't feel like it should be cut down. It's an hour and a half, but feels like it fits in Black Mirror, but, but should be 90 minutes. Oh. After inventing a drug that in, induces time-compressed virtual realities, young Ren grapples with partner Sam over how to use their powerful creation. And I'm, I'm going to keep tossing it up there every now and then as a safe pick, because I thought this was great. The more I think about it, the more I like it. I want to actually watch it again. I'm ready to watch it again. Uh, but I want your review of it. Do I think you will love it? Or I just think that, I don't know. I'd like your review of it. You, you may hate it. I don't okay. know. I'd be pretty surprised if you did, though. Next, 68 Kill. Hapless Guy, This this would be... You're your safe pick because you wanted it thrown up again. You asked a hapless guy agrees to help his stunning but psychotic girlfriend rob her loathsome sugar daddy in a scheme as ill-conceived as it is violent. And lastly, in the shadow of the moon, a Philadelphia detective slowly unravels as he nurses a lifelong obsession with an igna- enigmatic female serial killer whose crimes defy explanation. Starring Boyd Holbrook, Michael C. Hall, uh, Cleopatra Coleman, Bokeem Woodbine, good cast, Netflix original. Oh, nice. It's a little long, 115 minutes, but I've heard some great things, and don't watch the trailer, because I, I paused okay. on it on Netflix, and so it auto-started playing the trailer, and 30 seconds in, I was like, well, that seems really spoilery, uh, so I quickly clicked off of it, so don't watch the trailer. Again, that one's long, but it sounds really cool, and I might be high on my list to coming soon this week. Uh, anyway, over to you, what do you got? What do you got? 
I got texting my wife. That's what I got. Uh, Time Trap uh, from 2017, hour and 27 minutes, directed by Ben Foster and Mark Dennis. I am assuming that that's that's my Ben Foster. Oh, it's not. Damn it. Oh, I thought that was badass Ben Foster. It's random random dude Ben Foster. (laughs) Uh, A professor enters a cave and goes missing. Some of his students come looking for him and get trapped in the cave as well. Um, so fair warning, I, I picked that because I was like, oh, Ben Foster is dabbling in directing now. Nice. No, no. Uh, I saw that hit Netflix and oh, you know me and sci-fi and you had time travel in there. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bit of a pisser for me, but anyway, it might be good. It might be good. Next up, Domino from 2019, directed by Brian De Palma. A Copenhagen police officer seeks justice for his partner's murder by a mysterious... Man, and this um, budget seven million eight hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, he's, uh, he's country is to enter Francis Ford Coppola territory. Isn't uh, he? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's that's pretty low budget for him. But uh, country is Denmark, France, Italy, Belgium, Netherlands. So this is a, I mean, this is very European type movie. Uh, anyway, there you go. That uh, in an hour and twenty nine minutes, that's probably your safe pick, I would guess. And last but not least, Headcount. You threw this my way, and it is now on Netflix, and I am lobbing it back your way. 2018, hour and 30 minutes, horror mystery thriller, and we are now in October, so we're we're in that bubble. A group of college students on a weekend getaway accidentally summon a supernatural entity intent on using them for its deadly ritual. Sounds cool. I am sure that one or both of us are eventually going to watch that movie. Uh, Ellie... Callahan is the director. Let's just see if she's done anything else. Um, well, she worked. She's worked on some uh, some bigger movies, Krampus, Avengers. Um, hey now. Anyway, there you go. I gotta say, I requested Domino, and you threw me for a curveball with Time Trap because I oh I forgot that was added. That was something that would have been a good roulette for me. And now you've thrown me a third curveball. I'm not really interested in this headcount thing, but you're right. We're into October. I October. My bad. Yeah. Wow, we got to start doing all horror shit. I know this is going to come out like two weeks into October because we've stacked episodes, but well, shit. I guess I got to take headcount. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> uh, that would have been my least. I did not expect to pick that one this week. That would be my least of the three, but. Supernatural entity and deadly ritual. All right, okay, maybe yeah. you know, I'll roulette it up, up my okay. ass, I guess. Uh, and as you hit plan, accelerator media. Well, if it does, I'm out. I'm telling you right now, if it does, I'm out. I'm done. No, no. no. Uh, and for you, don't blame me. Um, for me, uh, I I almost picked other life uh, and keep throwing that up there, but in the shadow of the moon, that. I think I'm gonna dive on just it's a Netflix original. 115 so minutes. I mean, it's longer. I know, I, but it's got a good cast and it sounds cool. I haven't seen the trailer, uh, but it sounds cool. Uh, I'm gonna take a dive on that. I'll regret it, I'm sure, but uh, we'll see. Well, give me a, a an emoji review and maybe I'll watch it too. Okay. That and Time Trap and Domino are like my three top coming soon that I want to get on top of. All three of those look really good in my opinion. Well, yeah. I don't know anything about time trap, but I'm like, ooh, sci-fi time travel, count me yeah. in. Yeah, the, the budget on that one claims to be a million dollars, which that's 
not bad if it's, you know, brick. You can, <laughs> yeah, you can get away with a million dollar budget, you know, if you are good at it. But we'll see. All right. There you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be head count up against In the Shadow of the Moon. I'm surprised. I, I I figured you would definitely take one of the other two, but I'm sure you didn't expect me to take head count. So it's an no. I that was I'm like this is I'm just gonna throw this up here just to fill the third spot. Giggity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would be the that would be the anus. Oh, I guess. okay. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify. There's the mouth. And, well, yeah. <laughs> I told you, you don't have to tell me every time that you're going... Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready for a round of rando cues? Uh, I'm so tired. Sorry, I'm not trying to have radio guy voice. I'm just tired. Uh, my dog ate a whole brick of cream cheese. That's that's happened to me today. Okay. So And so you didn't... You, now, just to clarify, there was... That was it. There was no more cream cheese in the house. That was your cream cheese down the hatch by the dog. Your... I opened... Holden brought me that cream cheese today. And I'm going to send you a text message here. He brought it to me because he wanted me to open it. He's like, can you open this for me? I can't open it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of tough to get... Those little squares with their stupid packaging. Yeah. And then we put it in a plastic container... Like I said, so it doesn't get all hard and dried out. I turned my back for one second, and I mean, it was brand new. We 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 did his bagel, we did Corbin's bagel, and we did my bagel. And okay. I just sent you a text. That's uh, I turned around for one second, and that's 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 what I had to look at. <laughs> it's gone. And if you know how how dumb this dog is, the other day my wife was like, "Huh, guess what? I just pulled out of Demi's mouth." I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, a full stick of butter in the wrapper. Oh, I mean, when I'm when I'm like deliriously sick and want to throw up, I remember in a, a, a radio show, a Cleveland radio show that's kind of a shock jock radio, what replaced Howard Stern. They make their co-hosts do dumb things and have dumb contests. And one time, one thing was eating a stick of butter, or how much butter can you eat? And I love butter. I cook with it. I put it on everything. But the idea of even taking a pat of butter and putting it straight in my mouth, that is the ticket for what I use to make myself throw up when I'm feeling sick. I can just think about Ooh. that. Or, you know, they would drink pickle juice. Oh, that's gross. You know, you know what I'm saying? When, when you're sick and you know that you got to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Kneeling. Over, that, I, yeah. I think of one of those two things. It's all done. There, there, I, there's no need for fingers down the throat. It's just that. And Demi walking around with a stick of butter in her mouth that, oh, that rotten bitch. I just, <laughs> it, just thinking about it makes me, <laughs> <sighs> oh, I actually have a visual of what, what I need to, you know, get kind of grossed out. It's sitting out there and it's four. I was say, is that who you're waving at outside? It's, it's, oh no, it's Joni left 20 minutes late and I'm like, bye. <laughs> <sighs> Twenty minutes late. Yep. Well. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> random cues. So happy, happy, happy. Who do you enjoy watching poop? Is it uh, is, oh, the, uh, that guy? Um, he's going in there, and it's a ten-minute sit. And you know what he's doing, right? He's getting wads and oh, wads yeah, of toilet paper because that's John Wayne yeah. toilet paper in there. Oh yeah, that is that is like that's like so thin that you know it can just float up to the heavens. <laughs> I mean, just. 
It's, you're not ripping off 10, 10 squares on yeah. that one. It's yeah. handfuls and, and to make a... Today, it's supposed to be 90 degrees outside, so it's just going to be just just fermenting in there. <laughs> you should be uh, happy. It's going to be nice and warm. Hmm. 90 degrees so in October, I, but yeah, it's a Chinese oh, conspiracy. No, no, no. I, like, I like the, I like the, I like the warm. I'm just saying that, um, the use, the use of my second home out there is going to be pretty gross. <laughs> right, but. <laughs> yeah. At least global warming is a Chinese conspiracy. It's fake. It is. It's all fake news. Okay, yep. random cues. I'm, I'm trying for the third time to start this segment, but, uh. Oh, I know. It's a shit show. <laughs> Okay, are you ready for this? I didn't really get a response on the questions. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good to go. Okay, yeah, I'm still just I'm stewing over the 25 minutes late leaving. I'm yeah, stewing over here, but anyway, ah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Some people are late. What are you going to do? <laughs> you're granted an okay budget. Let's say 30 to 50 million to direct a foreign language film. What language do you choose, and what genre? What kind of film do you make? What national style do you think that you might have a chance at replicating? And since okay. I came up with the questions, I'm going to let you answer first. I know it's my turn to be first, but I'm going to let you answer first. Okay. Um, this was this was actually, of all of the questions, this was the easiest one. Now, um, now wait, wait, wait. Before you actually answer, I, I said this is going to yes. come with Im- implications, because in today's ultra PC world, you have to have a, a, a person of that nationality directing certain materials, you know what I mean? Yes. So, you have to be considerate of that. And, it, you know, there's a fine line between homage and ripping off, and, and you know... But wait, I, so, but I'm... I'm American! Yeah, that's that's why what kind of film you make uh, is so important. Hmm, okay. Well, I picked uh, French... I picked a French movie... Um, uh, and immediately my mind went to the mid two thousands when Hot Tension, Frontiers, Inside, and all those French extreme movies were coming out, and I love those movies. Um, Martyrs would be in there too, I suppose, but uh, especially Hot Tension, I think that would be what I would gravitate towards as making. I just it it is it's a slasher movie, but it is very it has a French. I don't know. It feels kind of French, and I I love it. I love that. That very short-lived genre, and that would be the one that I would re- try to replicate. Now, the thirty to fifty million dollar budget—that's huge for these types of. I mean, these movies here weren't that expensive, so if I would have a thirty to fifty million dollar budget, uh, well, originally uh, I had typed uh, uh, ten to fifteen million dollar budget, and then the more I thought about, well, I needed to fit into what I, my answer was, so I had bumped it up oh. a little bit. But well, here's what I—I'll th- explain more about the budget thing when I get into my answer, but. Yes, for that genre and what you're picking, that's a massive budget. Now, yeah. Hot Tension came up on one of my website groups this week, incidentally, and uh, because somebody was talking about Alexandra, Aja, and Kroll. Yeah. yeah. And so we got talking about uh, Hot Tension, and the consensus seems to be, now in retrospect, that we could have done without that twist, and that twist actually ruins the movie. Spoilers for however old that movie is. And you know, mm. I own the movie, I like the movie, but I've come around to that idea as well, only having watching, only having watched it like twice, two or three times maybe. But the, the twist does ruin the movie for me. If they had knocked that off and kept it as a straight slasher, 
It would have been fantastic. But because they did that, it undid most of the movie for me. So are you going to try and do a twisty thing like that? Or are you going to do a straightforward slasher? No, I would do straightforward slasher. I would definitely, it would not have that, uh, that drastic of a twisting. I like the twist ending. I, I kind of agree. Like, I think that if they would have just kept it straight on as the creepy guy and the overalls, he's the killer. I would have been totally fine with that. It probably would have honestly worked better, but I still love where the direction that they went with it. And she truly, you know, spoiler alert, the, the, the lesbian friend that goes crazy or that is crazy is the killer. I liked how when we switch over to it's actually her uh, that I, I loved how that played out and it was just, it was still brutal. It was still gory. Uh, I, I love that movie, but I do agree. I think that it would have played just fine, even possibly better with just playing it straight through to the end with the guy. I agree. And that's what I would do. I would probably make a really big budget French slasher movie kind of like that. Don't you think it'd be a pain in the ass though? Because you 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 have to, you would almost have to have a co-director, somebody to rely on to for translation, because you don't know if it was a great take or not because of uh, the dialogue problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I think well, obviously that would be the case with any foreign language film, unless you're you know going to. I'm gonna try and do an Engl- English accent. Going to England? No. The. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. That was <laughs> that was just my jacked up Amish. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh, job, anyway. Governor. Okay. Uh, oh, see, you were ah, you were able to do it, and I can't. Not really. That's mine's a bad American <laughs> version of it. I thought about this quite a bit because I don't know. I just what would I do? What would I do? What would I do? And I think I would have to go with the stuff that I have watched the most. And I, I mean, at first I was really leaning like. Germany and a horror movie, just because that language is so, Mm. just feels like a horror show. But in the end, I went with, you know, I'm going to go with Japanese and a crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of uh, action drama. One of those movies that has every little bit of genre in it, because that's kind of who I think of myself as a writer, uh, where I like to have little bits of everything thrown in there. Uh, so, you know, those really slow camera pushes, those really wide shots, those grand shots where they're, uh, they're up fighting in the bamboo. That's just, mm, it's just beauty. I love it's that. It's beauty and it's magic and it's real light wire work, but it is so expressive and so, it just feels massive, you know? And I yeah. think that I could get away with doing that kind of stuff. Those desert shots in the middle, that movie's like, Pushing three hours long, isn't it? Uh, isn't it, Governor? Uh, <laughs> it bloody well right is. <laughs> jolly, jolly, oh, oh. it's awful. It just it's Amish, it's Amish. Jolly, oh, no, nope. It's Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, is what that is. <laughs> Widely regarded as the worst English accent of all time. But I think that uh-huh. if I had a chance at replicating a style and I had 30 to 50, I had that, then that, and in Japan, that would kind of be a mid range budget because they have movies that they put out that are $200 million, you know. Uh, I think I could probably, and I got the, if I got the right kind of guy to coordinate the martial arts, I think that I could maybe replicate, get closest to replicating that style. Cool, yeah. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was two hours long. 
Oh. Didn't feel like it. Yeah. I've had that Blu-ray sitting on my shelf for, oh, about as long as I've been married. <laughs> and just have still, you watched it yet? Just still haven't gotten around to watching the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually, I actually thought like this was my first go-to was the French extreme cinema. My, I, I was like, well, or do I want to really try to replicate the spaghetti west, like an Italian spaghetti western? That was my I'm second like, guess for you. Yeah, but Quentin Tarantino pretty much did that with Django Unchained and Hateful Eight. But I would like even go so far as to like have the plot extremely straightforward because a lot of those old spaghetti westerns are very. Cut and dry. Like here's here's the hero. Here's the bad guys. The bad guys killed one of the good guys' relatives or whatever, and now a good guy is out for revenge. Ninety minutes roll credits. Everybody's dirty and stinky and leathery and 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 gristly and cigars and manly man, man. man yeah, <laughs> that's yep. <laughs> the end. I wrote Finn. Finn. As they said, as the kid said in similars, Finn, Finn, the end. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yes. And, and hey, and uh, and relaxer. There was a similar ending with relaxer where it was kind of like and uh, or something like that. And I think <sighs> comparing these two things is not doing not doing <laughs> either of them any favors. <laughs> no bueno. That's all I know. Uh. Boy, we got a real international show going today. What other accents? Oh, we and do. Languages? Can we throw throw, in, throw me some Dutch? <laughs> Vibishtu? You've been pissed. Okay, you get to pick the next video game film adaptation. What are you picking? Um, and this is so, not this is not you directing. This is you. You're the head of the studio. You get to pick the next video game adaptation. Okay, so I narrowed it. This was this was a hard question. There was so many that came to mind. I narrowed it down to three, and then I have a number one. So I'll just start with number three would be Soul Calibur. I think that that would make a great live action. They would have to obviously have to come up with some sort of a story, but just with the, everybody has a huge weapon. Everything is very mystical and kind of fantasy realm-ish, but it would kind of sort of be a tournament type thing like the video game is. Um, I would just, I would love that. I would love and like huge, huge, huge budget as well to really do the Dreamcast version of Soul Calibur Justice. That's interesting because uh, the video game adaptation or uh, of a fighting game adaptation has not well, it's fared some success, but it, they've just always struggled with coming up with a reason for putting them in the ring. And I, I know, I keep thinking like Tekken has one of the best story through lines. I mean, that's the one I've played the most, but that and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Don't have a reason. Just fucking do it. Just we're having a tournament. You're in. Go kill. Mm. That's that's how Tekken was. Was you if you were one of the best martial arts martial artists in the world, then you would get a a, a letter from. It was almost like Harry Potter, like from an owl or some shit. Oh, and then yeah. boom, you go to this island and the fights commence. Just do that. You know that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck having to have the story of this, that, and the other thing. Just do it. Huh. Interesting. Okay, well, there you go. That's number one. Number two is Until Dawn. And Until Dawn is on the PlayStation 4, and that is a choose-your-own-adventure type thing, and it is so good. It's so, so good and creepy. Uh, Peter Stormare is in it, and which he's just creepy in everything he does. Uh, but that would make, I think, that would make a fantastic 
lower, not lower budget, but just mid-budget horror movie, that it would be great. But my number one is, uh, and I'm not sure how this would work, but I would like to see it. And that would be Galaga. Just <laughs> Galaga the movie. Um, and keep it fairly simple. Guy in spaceship, and he's maybe lost in space, and he has to fend off swarms of insect alien spaceshipy things and I How about absolutely no explanation whatsoever? The guy just makes a bad warp jump and then is constantly attacked and he's just what the fuck's going on? What's going on? Shit 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 That's the whole movie. I would I would I'd watch it. I'd hey I'd produce it. Well I'm pretty surprised. I thought two of my picks would I have three as well. I thought two of my picks would probably make your list and Galaga, I don't know how that's gonna work out, but that's one of my all-time favorite video game, so I'm Me too, it. me too. Uh, but here's my list of... Th- starting at number three, Legend of Zelda. Why have we not had a, le- mm. a Legend of Zelda uh, movie yet? Uh, this thing is ripe for mining, and every... One of the things I love about this series, and I didn't come to it until late, my first Zelda game was uh, Wind Waker on GameCube. That's the first one I really played, and the first one I actually beat. I actually think I beat it twice. I adore that one. It's amazing, but... Uh, from there, I played more Z- the Zeldas that came after that, and then my neighbor moved in, and it turned out that uh, he's that's one of his favorite games of all time is that whole series. So he helped clue me in on the history. Every single entry is kind of the same story, but it's also unrelated to any other Zelda. That's what's so cool about it. It's I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Do a big fantasy ver. I don't care which version you do. They're Twilight Princess or whatever. Just. Make a Zelda movie already. Uh, next up is Bioshock. I don't know... Oh, I can't believe I missed that one. I don't know how we haven't had a Bioshock movie yet. It, it, it you can It's kind of contained underwater, I guess, but it's in an underwater habitat. You could do most of that with CGI and green screen, and it wouldn't be awful uh, Star Wars prequel kind of green screeny. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be understandable. Like, you can't build a whole underwater habitat necessarily for every shot. But I think that one is, it's a, sur- what would you call it, survival horror? Uh, that that would make one hell of a picture. And they've tried to kind of kick it off the ground a time or two, and it just hasn't happened. And you know what? Here, honorable mention before I get to number one, Halo. Let's get on with Halo already. Can we do that? That's, I almost put that one down. Uh, but number one for me is Dead Space. Uh, if there's one thing mm. that this guy likes, it is science fiction that is just boning horror. Uh, just ramming it in there. You put those two things together, I'm in my absolute happy space. Give me my aliens, give me my, uh, uh, what was that other movie that was almost like Dead Space? It's a gem in the rough. Event, huh? Event Horizon? That's another one. There's a third one that we, oh, fuck me, where is with, with oh, your Ben Foster. The real Ben yes, Foster. Yes, Pandorum. Pandorum. Ooh. That's, I, give me that shit. And yes, that's what Dead I Space is. Movie. It's like Pandorum, but way cracked out of its mind. Ten times gorier. Violence off the charts. Crazy culty shit and aliens. Oh. Ah, you'd be able to make that in a pretty confined space. You know, it's not mm-hmm. one of those uh, Starship Troopers things where you got tons of ships and Star Wars fighting each other. You just have uh, kind of, you could do the, well, episode one could just be on one ship and maybe one foreign planet. Damn, I want that shit made. Get it done. Now, I, I actually considered that movie, but the reason that I did not put that on my list was because they've already made at least one, maybe two animated 
yeah, movies, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason I didn't put that on my. I'm like, well, it's kind of been done in an animated form, um, but oh, I thought about that, and it's funny. I, I Zelda, I didn't think about Zelda, but uh, Bioshock and Dead Space, I thought about. Yeah, or I mean, no, just Dead Space. De- yeah, just Dead. I totally, you know, Bioshock was a complete oversight, and I, I love that first game. That would make a great movie. It would. I, I mean, you'd have to find a workaround to dealing with the little girls. Because that Mm -hmm. doesn't really make sense in a narrative sort of way, like a movie sort of way of, oh, I'm going to rescue you or harvest you. Yeah, you could just kind of maybe cut that down to, we're trying to rescue one orphan girl somewhere. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that would make a lot more sense. But uh, as a whole, that, oof. You know, actually, that would be kind of a tough one to adapt, because that is a very singular one-person storyline. It's one person going through all that horror. And you'd have to have more than one person in there. You know, like maybe... Because it starts off with that airplane crashing in the ocean. Yes. Oh, I remember that. So damn good. But you'd have to have a couple of people survive, and then... Yeah, you could... could, You're always going to have to rewrite a couple of things when it comes to adapting a video game. But that would be fine. Do it that way. Okay, lastly. Where are we at on time here? Do we have time for a third one? Yep. Okay. (laughs) So curious with what you're going to do here. Blumhouse offers you a two-picture deal. Your second film can be whatever you want... But your first film must be a successful remake of a shitty film. What do you try to remake into a good film? Hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so immediately my mind goes back to the slop that I like from back in the 70s and 80s. And I'm like, okay, what's like one of the worst of the worst from back then? Um, and I'm like, you know what I've always wanted to see and they didn't do it right is a sequel to Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Obviously, there are sequels, but I would remake Zombie Flesh Eaters 2, which is the sequel to Zombie. Um, and it's 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 terrible, but it's one of those terrible that I'm like, I kind of enjoy that because it's so bad. But I would like to do a legit sequel to the first Zombie. I would like to do a legit sequel to that justice instead of the complete shit show that Zombie Flesh Eaters 2 is. It is... Yeah. Now... Try and take this the right way, but a zombie, Fulci's first zombie, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the hell out of the movie, mm-hmm. but it is a piece of shit. I mean, it, we're not talking like some Oscar-winning kind of no, movie here, no, no, so, no. I mean, the bar is not that high, right? <laughs> you yeah. still would have, I mean, I know it's high as far as the horror community, but how are you going to make that better? Would you just have it gorier? Would you have it set on no. the island again? Would you have him go back to? Oh the yeah, it would be back to the yeah, it would be back to the island. I don't remember um, the sequel and, if I ever saw it even. Oh, it's niche. Uh, but yeah, we would go back to that island, and there it would be probably I would set it maybe even in modern. I don't know. I'm not sure what I would do with it. But there would be a straggling zombie, just a straggler there, just left over, and you know, rip the throat out, and here we go again, round two. Would you have comedy elements in there? Because, I mean, the first no, one did no. have... Well, hey, now, the first one did have the zombie V-shark. Oh, that was awesome. I would do that again. I would do a... <laughs> yeah. Because there is Maybe a certain tone the... that you're going to have to recapture. I mean, that was lightning in a yeah. bottle, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, now, I did have another one, though. I, I had two down, I'm like, ah, oh, which... Because... I, to a certain extent, I can enjoy Zombie Flesh Eaters too. but then there's another one that was just broken from the minute I hit play all the way to the end credits. I'm like, this does not work at all. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure if, uh, hold on here, 
if the the novel to to film adaptation just it something happened that it did not click and that is hammers to the devil a daughter uh starring of course christopher lee and uh kinsky what's her name the natasha klaus kinsky natasha kinsky uh 1976 and this was like this was hammer's last foray into horror uh, at the time and it just it it is a complete jumbled mess but there's a kernel of a really good idea in there but it jumps around so much the I I've, well, I've watched it twice now because I'm like I should like this movie because this is based on a Dennis Wheatley novel and uh, you know Hammer previously had done The Devil Rides Out which is a great movie I should like this Christopher Lee is a devil worshipping priest and he's raising Kinsky's character to reasons. But it's just, it's shot in a way that you never quite know what's going on. And it, it's not like, it feels like it wasn't done, like, it, we're not deliberately doing this to confuse the audience. It just feels like they just didn't make a good movie. You know how, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's times where it's like, okay, you're trying to play with, you know, play with me here with this, uh, how you're filming it. But here it just felt totally like, ah, we've got a shitty movie. We're just going to kind of throw it together because it's already foobar. Let's just shit it out it just doesn't work it does not work and it makes me mad because there's a kernel of a good idea there and it's just it's totally wasted the title is great that would make a really really good reimagining I think that you would if you would watch that movie you'd probably agree there is something in there that could work but what happened there the end result was ugh a slug to get through okay well I started off with Blumhouse because I wanted to keep the budgets in check and I yeah. knew that you probably wouldn't have a problem coming up with some shit to remake, of course, because you have so many shitty horror movies. <sighs> I don't want to. I don't want every single time that I have to do random cues. It's so it's so busting your balls. And <laughs> <laughs> so I gave you kind of a layup there, but for me it was a little tougher. Usually my go-to with what do you want to remake is um, the Last Starfighter, but mm-hmm. in all honesty. That movie isn't bad. It's just its special effects are dated. So all you're mm. all you're really doing is updating, and the special effects are shit in that movie. But at the time they were amazing. Just if you're gonna redo it, all you really gotta do is update the special effects and do the same story. The story is still awesome. So I went for a little bit more of a challenge. And hear me out. You might laugh at this because it's Blumhouse, but Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I feel like you could make an Indiana Jones adventure movie better than that. I'm not saying you got to do the exact same story, but you could do something with skulls and aliens, whatnot, and just make it more adventure. Uh, you, you trim the budget down so you have to go through real jungles. Think of the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Even those scenes where they're walking through the jungle. How much better... Real jungle. How much better was that? Than the digital swinging with monkeys, fakey green screeny bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the scene in Temple of Doom where they're riding the elephants and they camp for the night, and she has to deal with a snake and an owl, and it's like at least it looks like you're in a real place, whereas they're driving two cars side by side through a fake green screen and fighting and sword fighting with Shia LaBeouf, and you're. I, Nothing about that was fun or enjoyable nope. or adventurous. It, it was, was completely joyless. It, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, obviously, we'd do some different things with the ending. We would do some different things with the Area 51 at the beginning. 
we would expand that out a little bit and fuck your nuke fridge. Uh, there are ways that you could cut that budget in a third and come out with a better movie, in my opinion. So I would mm-hmm. want a do-over on that. Would you Would you keep the cast or complete new cast, complete new indie? I would keep the cast. I would rewrite a hell of a lot of the story because it's a remake. I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would keep indie. I would keep Shia LaBeouf. I would maybe rename his character. I think Shia LaBeouf's a great actor. Yeah, he is. I'd, he is. I'll put that right out on Front Street. That guy, yep. and he seems like a cool guy, in my opinion. He seems a little crazy at times, but he's a child actor. You're going to be a little crazy if you've gone through that. But yeah. everything I've seen from him, for the most part, on uh, him as a person, I it's like, I feel like I'd be, he'd be fun to hang out with. Uh, but that guy is a hell of an actor. That Peanut Butter Falcon movie that's out right now looks phenomenal. I can't wait to see it. Yep, I want to see that. That'll be a streaming. Yeah, I'm sure it's a tearjerker, but... It looks just hands down phenomenal, and he made this movie uh, about his dad. Did you see that trailer too? Uh uh-uh, uh no. I, I I'm not sure if he directed it. I kind of feel like he did, but it, it was based on his dad, and he plays his dad in the movie, and some other kid plays him as uh, the son, and phenom looks phenomenal. Um, I think he's just one of those kind of James Franco type artists. He's got his hands all mm-hmm. on everything, and yeah, those guys are gonna be a little weird. He was not the biggest problem with that movie. It was the writing. The, oh, yep, the, the writing is that direction right there, and the story ideas, it, special just, effects, special effects. Just there are a million. Yeah, that things movie there. is broken. It is broken. There, there are a million things there that you could correct. And I, like I said, half the budget. Some of these people. What did I talk about last week with Francis Ford Coppola? You got you got all the money and all the freedom in the world. You need to be hampered a little bit. And if like Spielberg is no exception, he maybe needs a little bit of fight somewhere along the line. And I think you just make a better film. Jaws mm-hmm. fought the entire time. Total nightmare. How'd that turn out? Masterpiece. Heck, even uh, going all the way back to Duel. That is made for TV, super low budget, fantastic movie. Yep. Fantastic movie. And they found. I remember he found creative ways to place the camera on the vehicles to make them look like they are just barreling ass down the road. Uh you know, you didn't have much of a budget, so how do we make this work? How do we, what do we do instead of just throwing all the money we can at it and it'll, you know, turn out like, yeah, crap that's forgettable the minute the credits roll and it's out your brain. Yep. What was, what was Shia LaBeouf's name in Indiana Jones? Biff or Buck or Guy or something stupid. I... Oh, it's some da butch. <laughs> Hank. Hank? It's not Hank. Hank would have been better. <laughs> but it's something that I just, I, I hated when whenever they would call him that. I just all I can think of is like Butch or I'm looking it up, of course. Biff or uh, uh You still haven't seen Nymphomaniac. He was good in that man, he was no. a prick in that, but he was he was very well done. And he was he was excellent in uh Eagle Eye. Mutt 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 Lang or was Mutt, it Mutt Lang? Mutt Williams. I, oh Mutt well, I hate that name. <laughs> Sorry for our Mutt Williams listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that was a writing issue. That was not his fault. He's, you know, what yeah. the character's called. But it was the same with that uh, Coppola thing. Ricky James, or whatever the hell his name was. Ricky James, yeah. right? you doing Ricky James? I don't even remember what it was. It's already I mean, and I can't say much. I'm, I'm My name is Eugene, so I, I can't complain too much about Mutt, but... But we're not blaming you for that. You were given that yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. We're blaming George Lucas for <laughs> Mutt Williams. <laughs> that might be the title of the episode. <laughs> 
Oh, and the, the thing is, it's like Mutt is totally a first cousin to Biff or Butcher, Boof or Guy, or, or yeah, all yeah. those names. Oh, uh, I hate that. McGee. We, we you seriously throw that in we, there if we you want. have now lost Clyde. five listeners. We're gone now. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, you're making fun of Clyde now. I'm out. You're making fun of my name. Uh, I'll yeah. just take my Biff ass to another podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get your pay. You, Oh, I can't even say you get what you pay for on this show without. <sighs> you get what you pay for, folks. There, I did it right. <laughs> I'm just going to keep all that in. Okay, um, recently watched. I'm up first uh, this week. Shit, what am I going to talk about? Uh, okay, let's talk about Between Two Ferns, the movie. How about that? I just finished that up this afternoon uh, because I've been on kind of a stand-up tear with Dave Chappelle shit, and I mean, I'm, I guess, maybe double-header here, but everything that Dave Chappelle has on Netflix is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised how much of it there was that was Netflix-produced that I had not watched. Good shit. Uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie, though, I really dig the show. The uh, Funny or Die, I, I guess, it, YouTube, or internet show, YouTube show... YouTube show, yeah. yeah. It's short, it's awkward, it's funny. I wish I could see more bloopers on it every time. I'm like, how do they, how do they keep the, how do they keep quiet? How do they not just crack up because the shit's so funny and awkward and weird? So now we got Between Two Ferns, the movie. And I give this movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, I will say, though, that <laughs> I got out of it, the funniest part was the credits. Because they show the bloopers of them recording the interviews. And I always wanted to see them cracking up and breaking character. And finally, we get to see it in the credits. I was weeping, red-eyed, red-cheeked, tears streaming down my face. Just crying at the bloopers. The movie itself, I really like the interviews. Some of the Will Ferrell stuff is funny. But all that extra around... All of that stuff, movie stuff, I just... Nah, let's get to the next interview. It's fine. It was painless, but... I just... I didn't really care. Just get to the interviews. It, it was fine to have a little bit of connective tissue to get from one interview to the next. Uh, but... I mean, I was kind of meh on that stuff. Uh, but, the, but the interviews were hilarious, and the, the bloopers were worth the entire trip. Like, if you said, you can watch the bloopers again, but you gotta sit through the entire movie... Yeah, no problem. Sign me up because that shit was so damn funny. Uh, weeping. Yeah. Okay. Um, when he when he called when he called um, David Letterman crackhead Santa, I <laughs> tears. I, I paused it. I'm like, just catch your breath and then rewind that and just listen to that again because it was it was so great. <laughs> the way that they edit that is just amazing. I I I, I, I like. I just want to hear the after, not interview, but the aftermath. Like when they yell cut and then him and or whoever and Zach finally chit chat. Because if you've ever watched Galifianakis stand up, he doesn't break that character in his stand up. And it's not the exact same character, but it's awkward and weird and he does not smile one bit. So the amount of release that I felt getting to see him just completely lose his shit and laugh his ass off. I'm not, I'm not kidding, dude. I've been a fan of the guy since Below. That was the first time I ever saw him was in Below. And then I found out that he was a stand-up comic and then um, saw his stand-up comedy and then, and you know, Between Two Ferns and everything. He And even uh, 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 the Hangover movies. 
he doesn't break character. He's not laughing. Yeah. The amount of release I got from him laughing in the in the bloopers is I can't even put a price tag on how good that felt. But him just losing his shit and crying at some of the shit, even after he would say he'd be like, "That's so mean." <laughs> Uh, the, How do you feel about being named after a, a piece of cheese <laughs> to Brie Larson? <laughs> and even those guys um, cracking up. Paul Rudd has been yeah. on Between Two Ferns, what, three times? I And I it yeah. just, after the trailer for Between Two Ferns came out, I went on a tear of rewatching the entire show. It's I, great. The, the one, is it Paul Rudd, where they just start slapping the shit out of each other? Oh, there is that one. I think it's Paul. Oh. No, it's not Paul Rudd. It's uh, it's Bradley Cooper. Brad, I was just going to say, I, I was like, I think that's Bradley Cooper. That is, oh, it's so funny. I can't pick a favorite episode. They're, they're so good, but. Yeah. They, I Justin wish... Bieber's up there. He he tears into Justin Bieber. Oh, and Bruce Willis. <laughs> that was awkward. Like, I was afraid he was going to oh, get beat was... up. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, like, um, like, certain characters, like, certain actors are, like, obviously they know what they're getting into, but. Do you think that actually pisses them off at all? Or do you think they are ahead of time? No, these are the questions we're going to ask. And you Well, know. that's the big question. That's why this was such a release. Uh, you know, we needed to see that. And I'm sure that those guys were dying. I'm sure they let them know ahead of time. There's no way that that was just a blind interview because Bruce Willis would punch you in your fucking mouth if he didn't know yeah. that was coming. If you, you know, you got to be familiar with the show. It has to be. Yeah. But we never got to see any of that. We never got to see any any of the post or any of the bloopers, and now we did, and I, oh, I love it. I love it. That's one of the funniest things I've seen all year. That might be, the, just the, the credits of this movie might be the funniest thing that's come out all year. Yeah. I I, I echo everything you said. The movie itself, it was fine. The storyline, eh, whatever. But th- there's moments of just drop-dead, tear-inducing hilarity in that thing. Keanu Reeves going, well... <laughs> I'm acting like I'm enjoying this now. Is this good? That I was crying at that shit. Oh, I just, and I just want to pull those guys aside and be like, "Oh, you're you're in on the joke, right?" But they play it so dead serious. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld was another one that was so great oh, he, on the actual YouTube show. And yeah, like, he, he read had, the line. Come on, just look over there and say that. Say the line. He's like, Why not? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hey, hey, Wayne, how's it going? Oh, aren't aren't we doing this? He's like, I knew nothing about this. Oh, yeah. uh, Here's your two hundred bucks. Get out of here. Yeah, you're 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 supposed to say Newman. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Oh, so good, so good. Yeah. So anyway, if 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 a low budget Netflix version of Between Two Ferns, the movie is what we get, I'll take it all day. Okay, back to Mm -hmm. you. Um, Terminator. Salvation. Oh shit! So I forgot about our Terminator updates. Round out the Terminator movies. I uh, after part two, I'm like, okay, let's just rip the bandaid off. Let's go with part three, which I talked about that last episode, correct? Uh, last episode or two. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. T two and T three last week. Okay, so I, I've got Salvation and Genesis taken care of, so I'm caught up now. Uh, I went in. Thinking, yeah, I know you meh on part three, and I and I, I echo pretty much everything you say. I'm like, I still have a feeling that Salvation and Genesis will be worse than part three. And <laughs> was I wrong? 
Mm, no, 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 no. Uh, These both made part three even worse. (laughs) Just inexcusable. Like, it makes me angry, uh, the amount of hate that these last two get. And three kind of sort of gets a pass, and it... No, no, no. At least we didn't have the stupid-ass jokes in these. And even with Genesis, there's some jokes in there that actually work. Um, Schwarzenegger is legit funny in this one versus his... Stupid star glass. Oh, Let's focus on salvation first. Okay, so salvation. Uh, just, it's fine. It's good for what it is. The special effects really are, are quite good. The Schwarzenegger CGI in the end, eh. But it has this huge post-apocalyptic, um, I don't know, ravaged Earth type feel versus the we're back on Earth. Oh, we're back in modern like, today, whatever. Um, <sighs> It was, I don't know, it got a hair too long, I guess. And they're all like two hours, but for some reason that one especially could have been sped up a little bit, I think. But for what it was, tons of action. Uh, great cast. I mean, Christian Bale is good in it. Um, Sam Worthington is fine. It's, it's a good cast. It's a good movie. And it's better than part three. Uh, uh-huh. The motorcycle, the, all the motorcycle stuff is money, by the way. I love the motorcycle stuff. Uh, when he Where put that, Bale, when he put that Guns N' Roses song on that boombox to draw out the other Terminator, and it ha- was the same song from T2. Yeah, I'm like, I admit that was pretty cool. I dug that. I, I yeah. know that was total fan service, but any sequel is fan service, and that one, I was, I liked that callback. Yeah. Um, now let's move on to Genesis. Okay, let's I saw that. this at the Dollar Theater in Florida, um, which the Dollar Theater in Florida is just, yeah, it's. It's forest green with a white uh, roof and little windows and <laughs> hand sanitizer and uh, toilet paper that's air. Anyway, so that's the quality of this of the room that I was in when I first saw this movie, and I did not like the movie. I didn't understand it. I remember the air conditioning didn't really work in that room, so it was I was hot and sweaty and pissed off, and nah, this was not good. You finally, I'm like, well, okay, you've been on my ass to watch the, oh, the whole series again. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do this. And I gotta say, I enjoyed this one. Uh, this would probably be my third favorite of the series. This has definitely grown. It still has its issues, but the pacing, I wasn't bored in this. The comedy works in this. The special effects are good. Um, I do like that we're back to modern day, or kind of jumping around, mm-hmm. uh, versus Salvation with it's just nothing but distant future. Um, my biggest gripe, actually one of my only gripes, is I just, I still don't quite get their multi, multi timelines and intersecting and I'm like, this is way too confusing for, once again, for my brontosaurus uh, brain. No, here. no, no, I, you're good. I can explain it though, I think, if you want me to. Yes, please do. After Terminator 2, they changed the timeline, correct? Yes. That altered the timeline, so then they sent <clears throat> a uh, different robot back to take her Sarah Connor out when she was a child, because they failed to take her out when she was an adult. So if they take her out when she's a child, then then they are taking out John Connor even further back. It was a second attempt. So the Resistance also sent somebody back and was able to stop that person from killing Sarah as a child. 
that created that. I mean, that's we're on a whole new timeline after T2 because they supposedly stopped Judgment Day. Now, in T3, they said, oh, we didn't stop it. We just delayed it. Okay, well, that's still a different timeline. We're still on a different path entirely. Uh, okay. So you could say that it's a split timeline, or it, it gets kind of squirrely here, but... I oh, mean, i got to rewatch these movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they sent a different Terminator back to kill Sarah when she was a kid. That failed. The other Terminator hung around and raised her because her parents were dead. And that's why Arnold's old in, in Genesis. Uh, they also sent, I mean, you're still going to have that Kyle going back. Uh, do you understand where I'm going with this? And then they, Yeah, I do, yeah. Then they had to jump forward a little bit because the event that they were trying to stop, the Genesis thing, happened in 20-whatever. If they would wait around from the 80s, they'd be like 40 or 50 years old. So instead, they had spent all their time building a time machine so that they could make one jump to get up there while they're still viably aged and then fight Genesis. Okay. Because if uh, Arnold could just wait around. His skin will get old. He will not. He's a robot. But they cannot because they'll be old. No good. Uh, so they made that little jump, ended up in the freeway. All that shit was hilarious. Naked. Uh, ha 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 ha. Oh. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then they fought Genesis. And did their own little time loop with having to tell young Kyle about the future. Okay. It's a lot to It's a lot in, to process, but I, but I think it's one of those things where after a, a couple more watches, and now I think you'll probably be more apt to do that, as opposed to, the, you know, the first time where you're bombarded with the spoiler, here's the entire movie trailer, and you don't ever want to watch it again. I think now you, you know, oh, I do want to watch that again, because it's a good yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. This is definitely, I, I'm definitely turning around on that one. That. That was fun. I enjoyed it the whole time. I was just like, finally, I'm like, oh, I'm so confused about the timelines. Just who cares? Just bad guy Terminator versus good guys. And there you go. Yeah. Well, as the series has gone with two, we delayed the uh, uh, robots taken over. With three, we delayed it. And with five, we delayed it. I, they could. Who knows what the new one's going to be like? Yeah. They could be like, no, well, we did, we're deleting those other three sequels and uh, it happened and... 1997. Here we go. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm not wild about any of the trailers, but I was. I thought that Genesis trailer was just awful. Yeah, and, I know. So you, you never know. It might turn out to be good. I'll. I'm gonna give it a chance after watching the whole series now. And but at this point, I would say that the order for me would be two, one, five, four, three. That's the correct answer, in my opinion. I, mine's the same. <laughs> I, I'm the same. I, with four and five, I'm kind of. They're kind of about the same level for me, but again, three, four, five, not saying great movies, just totally entertaining for, uh, like I said, shitty Terminator sequels, still better than most sci-fi bullshit. Mm hmm. Uh, okay. What the hell do I want to talk about? Um, nothing really. I, I got nothing. I mean, I got a whole bunch of VHS bullshit that, that you watched that, or that you're going to watch. Well, just my backlist. It doesn't deserve really any, time. Ugh. What a bunch of garbage. <laughs> I mean, it's just all crap. Oh, let's I mean, talk. Anything... I mean, this is months and months of garbage. 
Oh, me too. I, I've, I've got such a backlog that I just, after a while, I delete some of the stuff. I'm like, I'm never going to talk. I'm, me too. By the time I get around to talking about it, I'm going to have rewatched it. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Okay, let's talk about Perfect from 1985. <laughs> is that with Jamie Lee Curtis? It or? sure is. And John oh. Travolta. Yeah. Uh, female, How that? A female aerobics instructor meets a male reporter doing a story on health clubs. But it isn't love at first sight. And of course I snapped up this RCA Columbia release, uh, because it's an RCA Columbia release, and because uh, the podcast How Did This Get Made did it, and I was like, I just got, I got to see this shit for myself. There's no way that it's this much uh, um, hip-thrusting and gyrating, and, and yeah, yeah it is. I mean, this is a mystery science theater fuckfest, you gotta see this shit, because... Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. What kind of drugs was, let's see, director James Bridges on when he decided that was a good choice? Has he made anything worth a damn? Let's see here. He made... Um, nope. 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 Oh, he made... Oh, he wrote China Syndrome. That's a good movie. Eight directing credits. Uh, the Baby Maker. Paper Chase. Oh, he directed the China Syndrome. That's a damn good movie. Urban Cowboy, I hear, is a uh, something. <sighs> Mike's Murder, Perfect, Big Lights, Big City. Do you know? Do you know any of these movies? No, no. Big Lights, Big City. I heard of. That's Michael J. Fox, Kiefer Sutherland, Phoebe Cates. I mean, wow! I, this movie is ripe to be released on your uh, Vinegar Scorpion at some point, but. It's a shit show, sir. It is not good, but it's something you can't take your eyes off of. The guy is, I'm doing a story about workout clubs, and Jamie Lee Curtis is over there like, well, I lead one of the workout clubs. Let me show you how it's done. And then, you know, a bunch of people in spandex are just hip thrusting like they're fucking air. Just, uh, that's, and yeah, she's like, don't report on this. He's like, okay, I won't. I promise I won't. And then he writes a story, but he doesn't publish it. And then I think somebody else takes it from him and publishes it. And then he gets blamed for it. And so she's mad. And then, oh, it's, it's awful. But I couldn't take my eyes off this shit. I, who, the whole time going, who thought this was a good idea? Who thought this was a good idea? Also contributed to my argument that John Travolta has made no good movies. What, three? Five? <laughs> out of... Hmm. Uh, yeah, 300. We're, yeah. Out of 85? We're going to go through his list one day, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to really fight really hard to come up with eight good movies. Eight out of 85. <laughs> terrible. And I'm not really giving him a hard time. I don't, I'm not saying he's a terrible actor. I'm just... You make bad choices of the stories that you choose to make... Uh, but, uh, perfect. That's, that's one, that's kind of a checklist, checklist film. You gotta, you gotta see that one. <laughs> Awful it, lot of gyrating. Seen, and I like that. I'm, so I'm, the gyrating, that has me very interested. Is it similar to like Flashdance or like? No. I, well, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen Flashdance. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it's all about gym. Doom, doom, doom. Thrust, thrust, thrust. Come on, five more. Let me see if I'm gonna see if uh, I can get any any gifts for you. So that'll be funny. 
Ugh, all I'm getting is pitch perfect. Okay, go go on with your next. Uh, you got one more round, and then we'll wrap up. And um, Midsummer. Let's talk about Midsummer, oh. the director's cut. Uh, pushing three hours. This is from Ari uh, Ari Aster, the director of the Fantastic Heredity. Uh, Midsummer. This was a, this came out this past summer. A couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an Idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. That's the movie. I, I'm not gonna spoil the movie, but I will say that this movie is very, um, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Forward in what, like, what you think it is, it is. There's, I, I, and I kinda like that. There is no grand twist to this thing. Like, I mean, Heredity had multiple layers and twists and whatever. This is, I mean, it it looks like Wicker Man, it smells like Wicker Man, and it sure tastes like Wicker Man. It's <laughs> kind of Wicker Man. <laughs> um, it's long. It really, really, really long, although I was not bored. But I honestly, this is one where I don't know where you would fall on this. It is really good. But there's lots and lots of stuff that could have been trimmed back. Uh, and I believe that the director's cut, I, I looked on IMDb what they added. I'm like, okay, that all sounds legit, like good stuff to put back in. But there's a lot of dancing and a lot of, you know, just people slowly sitting at table, like sitting at tables, just slowly shoveling food down their pie holes. Uh, just lots of just throughout the day. Here's how things are going throughout the day. But I can't quit thinking about it. So it did something right. Uh, the end gets suitably weirder and weirder. And it's not overtly gory or anything, but it's just kind of like Wicker Man. Just ugh. even the Wicker Tree, which I need to rewatch that one. That was really good. That was one that you recommended. And uh, now's, now's, I, now's the month. Yeah, I might have to give that one a rewatch. But Midsummer is... Uh, this is a great example of a movie that you can, that takes place primarily in the day, uh, daytime, daylight, and it works in a very, it's unsettling and creepy, and that's, that's difficult to achieve, in my opinion, to make a movie outside in beautiful scenery, good looking people, and it's just, mm, I'm uncomfortable. This is off. This is, eh, about the best, the, Best movie I can think of that primarily, or a lot of it takes place in the day and is every bit as creepy as the nighttime stuff would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, very few movies can pull it off. This one here does. That I was unnerved from, literally from the very, very jarring beginning. That I won't spoil. That was like a, like, holy shit. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Uh, to just, uh, yeah, I just, Lots of flowers and trees and acid and. I mean, did it get gory at all? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. It had little little moments to where you're like, "Oh shit!" And then back to, it's not a very gory movie, but there was just enough in there, and it was placed very jarringly, to where and they don't linger on it. It's just like, "Oh holy shit! What? What? Ugh, okay, well, moving on." And it, much like Heredity, it has the, the, like the score is just this. Uneasy, uh, 
music in the background. Tense and just uncomfortable background music, which is off-putting to what you're seeing. It, it, very good. Very, very good movie. It would, at this point, it would probably be in my top 10 of the year, but I don't recommend, I don't whole hog recommend this to just everybody. It's, uh, it's, uh, so somewhere, somewhere between Wicker Man and The Ritual. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I guess I, there's not much action, but damn, it's just, and good acting, by the way. Really, really, really good acting. Uh, this guy is, he is a great director thus, thus far with his movies. Great performances from his actors. Uh, great cinematography. Everything is just really, really good. It's just, I feel like there could have been moments cut back to make it flow a little bit quicker, but... Was it better paced than his first movie, than Hereditary? Uh, Hereditary? I don't know. I mean, because... I don't I don't mean that like a, line... a slow burn. I mean, like, Hereditary... We should have got more information before we got to the end, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one is so different in that there's not a whole lot of information to get. It's it's a crazy call. They're at a compound with a crazy call, and things just keep getting more and more fucked up. But there's not any big reveal. I mean, again, this, I guess, kind of spoiler, kind of not. There's no big reveal. It's just, there you go. That's if you, if you're into crazy cult movie stuff, here you go. Wicker Man is obviously the closest comparison that I can make to it. But, um, I like culty stuff, which speaks volumes to my, my mental well-being. (laughs) Well, to improve your mental well-being, you can go ahead and watch the text that I sent you. Oh, okay. Oh, YouTube. Tell me if you don't want to watch that movie. Oh. Man. Oh, man, Jamie Lee Curtis is just hot. <laughs> I mean, so far I am all in on this one. We might have to do a commentary track on that film. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's 70 of the 90 minutes of that film. Just gyrating. Really good stretch in here. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I mean, those those leotards are. I mean, that is, they're buried so deep. That's like rubbing the back of her neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see this movie. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It is awful. But it was. Oh, and she kind of has a mullet going on too. Oh, uh, right? she's very sensitive about exercising. <laughs> Let me tell you, she's it's got kinda... feelings. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yep, that, um... Uh, just... coming soon! <laughs> Dementia 13, in dream. <sighs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> that... Yep, it's body parts falling off. Jeez, Go ahead, Shelly. this fucking priest. Uh, <laughs> is Blue Velvet a horror movie? I would... Uh, I mean, it's the fringes. It's so uncomfortable and awkward and weird. Let's see if... We use IMDb to make sure that we aren't... That's our scale. It is not. So, no blue velvet for you. Altered States, maybe. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Uh, Night of the Hunted. Prophecy 2 and 3. The Fly. Night of the Hunter. That was a horror movie, wasn't it? Beyond the Door Oh, is that the old movie? The Visitor. You've got some great stuff coming up. Yeah, a whole bunch of VHS, baby. I'm going to get that shit off my shelf. Yeah, be prepared. Some of those are not good, but then some, you know. It doesn't matter. i got to get them off my shelf. 
so I can make room for other VHSs. I also have a, uh, here's, I thought of a solution to our problem of me not being on the road anymore and I can't come to your house and pick up a whole bunch of shit. I need you to go on to Netflix and I need you to find me a stack of horror movies, sir. That's roulettes. That's anything on Netflix that is horror that I need to be watching or checking out or check off the list, whatever the hell. That's your job. Now is the time. Okay. Get on that. I need that list here this week. Okay. Now, just Netflix, or do you want to meet? Do you want me to scour? Uh, mean, it's dude. I, I my uh, my kid was looking on Tubi TV. He was flipping around here today before I banned him from that for back talking me. Uh, <laughs> Django, the original Django, is on Tubi TV. I was like, oh shit, I need to start checking that out more often and see what's going on there. But the original Django, that's sweet. Uh, so great movie. Any of the streaming services. Okay. I don't have Amazon. If you want to do the Amazon login thing that's up to you uh but there's so much shit on netflix and and the other streaming things i don't i don't know if it's gonna be entirely necessary yeah uh but our library ones are um hoopla and canopy i need you to scour those those three and tell me what i need to watch this month i can do that what about you okay so coming soon for me is the Golden Child. I want to watch The Golden... For some reason, I'm like, I I haven't seen that since possibly the theater. I'm like, I need to watch The Golden Child. So, You haven't seen it since the theater? Yeah, I have not seen that movie oh, since wow. the theater. I watched it like last week. Oh. <laughs> Pretty good? <laughs> yeah, it was on uh, Pluto TV. So, I, well, I've okay. kind of watched it in three, three different parts over the last couple of weeks, but uh, it still holds up. I've watched it several times. It's a good, good movie. Most people hate it, okay. but... Okay. Um, the Visitor. I actually have The Visitor pulled out because you have been talking about The Visitor. So I've got that one to watch on Blu-ray. I've been talking about it? No, I, like, I think a little while ago you, you actually, I think you took, took a picture and you're like, oh, look what I found. I'm like, oh, that's a great movie. And so since then it's been pulled out, oh. ready to be rewatched. Okay. Um, uh, Lovely Molly. I want to give that one a rewatch. That's really, really, really creepy and has a, one of my favorite Creepy out endings of all time. Steve, listener Steve out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure if you've ever seen Lovely, Lovely Molly or not. I don't think so. Um, oh, what else? Well, and then we can delve into the uh, Clyde Anderson garbage that I continually watch. Monster Dog. Um, that's something. Uh, <laughs> Paganini Horror, which is from uh, Luigi Cozzi. Uh, is that uh, a couple uh, opera Mario singer? Baba movie? What's that? Paganini? Yeah, it's about, yeah. Yeah, an opera singer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's a horror movie from the 80s that's uh, Paganini Horror. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean Paganini Horror? That's the title of the movie, Paganini Horror. Oh, but it's about an opera singer. Kinda. It's a, a female, like it's an all-girl rock band from Italy. <laughs> uh, they go into this, like this old decrepit mansion to record a music video and they're the... Ghost of Paganini is yeah there. Paganini was a tenor. Yeah, Luigi Cozzi though he's awesome. It, awesome. It's a Hunt for Red October reference. You'll get it one day when you rewatch that movie. Oh okay. Um, and uh, we, my wife and I were going to go watch Downton Abbey, but we couldn't find a babysitter. So my wife's sister and mom decided, hey, let's take let's let's all go out as a a girls trip thing. So <laughs> that's the same. They're gonna go watch that. So, oh, you're out. You you escaped. I'm the out. Goose. 
Yes, I am out of that one, and uh, now our anniversary is coming up. So now it's like, well, you already watched Downton Abbey. How's about Ad Astra? Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So Ad Astra, maybe. And, of course, uh, Steve and I are watching Joker on Saturday night. We got our tickets. Oh, cool. So, oh, you're invited. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's fine. It's it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's third can... wheel, but it's fine. It's cool. It's Yeah, you guys can go we'll make... similar it up. Uh, you know, yeah. When your faces start yeah. turning into each other. Beards then... and... <laughs> Little boys with toys working into each other and ah, that's that's a me and the wife movie. I'm gonna watch that as soon as possible, but that's a wife movie. It's not a wife movie here. <laughs> uh, no. And did you see that they didn't? Uh, I guess we can get to a little rabbit trail here before we wrap up. But one Spider-Man, uh, they made a deal. Uh, Sony and oh, Disney yeah. made up. They kissed and made up. So there's gonna be a third Spider-Man movie with uh, that collaboration. Also with the Joker movie, they. Uh, no, we're good. We're we're good on critics coming to the opening. Oh, really? Yeah. And it wasn't because they don't like the movie. It was just because, eh, fuck you. Oh, they, I like that. They did not like... They don't like the narrative of uh, uh, asking Joaquin Phoenix, oh, do you think there's going to be so much violence? Because, you know, there was no oh, violence that's... before there was movies. <sighs> it, I mean, it was nothing but peace, Eugene, before, before movies yep. and before video games. We lived in an absolute Eden where the animals mm-hmm. could talk like it was fucking Narnia and uh, nobody died and everybody was nude. And if we we're going to take a picture, maybe we'd put a leaf on or something. But other than that, yeah. it was and just all of a sudden a the Matrix happened. Now, yep, the Matrix happened and now it just the world is going to hell. Uh, no, they invented the camera and then there was World War One oh. and then they invented the television. That was World War Two. I mean, can't you see the correlation here? You mm-hmm. fucking moron. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> this yep. Joker movie. That's the end of it. It's. Oh, yeah. That's going to cause we everybody have... to violence. <laughs> it's... Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> I'm Eric. I'm Eugene. Oh, see you next week. We'll do the Ooh. same shit over again. <laughs> yep. It's it's my time loop. <laughs> All right. My... God, we end depressing. I mean, oh, God, do we end depressing. listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.